0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals you. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County.
0: Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello Rush Nation, it's Friday and what better way to start the weekend by listening to a new podcast from your favourite fantasy football channel. We are Robin Pitsy and the boys up top have decided that be, we would be less trouble if we just had our own podcast. So, Pitsy, how's it going?
1: Hey mate, yeah, no good. It's uh, nice to have our little uh, chats. So it was nice that the the boys let us have a go on the uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, last week. So hopefully they've taken that on board and gone, do you know what, these boys can do it. Let's give it a go.
1: (laughs) Yes, no, no, exactly my thought too. How are you anyway?
0: I am not too bad. It's a bit cold this morning. Um, So first double layer of probably the, this month, uh, but um, been all factored up and all ready to go.
1: Sweet. All right, well, this show is called Fast Action Friday, and the premise of the show is that we're going to give you a quick segment of information that you need to know before the weekend's fixtures, and we want it to be short and snappy, but also hope you get something useful out of us as well.
0: Yeah, but before we get to the show, though, we have got some big news that came while we were sleeping last night after being released by the Jets earlier in the week. Lev Bell has signed with the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, three three clubs were uh, showing interest at the one. There were Bills, Chiefs, mm-hmm. Dolphins. And then I think uh, Bell whittled it down to, well, we all know he kind of wanted to go to the Chiefs, but he, he didn't get rid of the Dolphins straight away. Uh, and then he announced last night that he's going to the Super Bowl champs.
0: Yeah, there was a, a few uh, Instagram likes and mutual friend requests between him and Mahomes. There was a lot of uh, things going on there. Um, lots of rumours flying about about where he was going um you know he had a disappointing time at the Jets um I think he was ranked amongst the lowest of running backs that were measured in the period he was there only 300 only 863 yards three touchdowns and 17 games it wasn't wasn't great and considering he was on a four-year 52.5 million dollar deal you know not a great return. I suppose he has got a better O-line at the Chiefs. He's got better personnel. And the play is probably more suited to his style than it was at the Jets.
1: Yeah, well, swapping his coach, I think, is going to be the biggest <laughs> <laughs> biggest uptick <laughs> here. Like leaving Adam Gase is probably the best thing he could have done. Uh, the Jets need to follow suit, but less of that anyway. Uh, this could potentially hurt uh, Edward Hilaire and his playing time and his value. So we'll see how that kind of factors in with how they're going to play those two together. But it's definitely an upgrade in that running back room, having having Bell kind of feature.
0: Yeah, and especially since Williams didn't start the season as well, he opted out. It's going to help the Chiefs at the goal line as well. I mean, Edwards-Hillair got that one rushing touchdown against the, the Texans on week one, but that was a 27-yard run, so it was outside of the red zone, and he has really struggled in the 10-yard area. And... If you have a look at Bell's usage at the Jets last year, all three touchdowns that he scored were inside the five-yard line, so it must be a big boost there.
1: Yeah, well, uh, interesting to see anyway. I was hoping mm-hmm. he'd go to the Dolphins just so he could stick it to Gase, but <laughs> anyway, yes, he's now are the Super Bowl champs and they've just got themselves a, an extra back to, to go along with their stable of ridiculously good players and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Big news out of the way. Let's look at our proper uh, segments for the podcast. What's up first?
0: So our first segment is the injury report. So we'll look at the big names who are or have been injured and who are the next man or men up to replace them in the team.
1: All right. So obviously, big news this week was Dak Prescott. We all know he had his compound fracture against the Giants. He was replaced by Dalton. He did actually uh, reasonably well to say Mm. that he uh, hasn't played for a while. How he stacks up as a fancy player, we'll get to see, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the lack of the preseason games meant that we didn't really see much of Dalton until he came out to replace Prescott. But if we use his time at the Bengals to talk about, I mean, he was there last season before Burrow came in. Uh, it was a tough season last year. 16 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. But that was actually his worst ratio for five years. Um, he is used to playing from behind, so he could be quite a good fit in the Cowboys' offense if the defense isn't holding up. But you could say that his O-line is definitely better here than it was the Bengals. I mean, we've seen how much trouble Burrow's having at Cincinnati at the moment. Um, he's got Arizona this week. You know, they're middle of the road when it comes to giving away. It points to quarterbacks, Not not too good, not too bad. Um, they have conceded eight passing touchdowns and only, only got one interception this time around. Um, so that could be good news for, for Dalton fans out there and the wide receivers. Um, Dalton has also been handy on his feet. He got four touchdowns with those feet last season, four rushing touchdowns. Uh, so there are some similarities to Dak in that area and, you know, he could be a sneaky rushing touchdown threat in the end zone like Prescott was in the first few games. Um, It is likely he will have been picked up as cover this week. I saw you picked him up in a league uh, just today, I think, or yesterday.
1: Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, but... um, I ended up having two, uh, with all the new bye weeks, I had two quarterbacks on the same bye week all of a sudden and mm -hmm. needed a quick quick fix. So that one's actually quite handy here.
0: Yeah, after the stats, it turns out he might actually be quite a good pick for you. But if he's still out there, you know, check your waivers to see if he's still available.
1: Yeah, we actually saw um, when he kind of finished off the game uh, this weekend. Uh, he still got an arm on him. He still managed to get two uh, nice passes down the sideline. So, all right, next up we had Keen and Allen. He left the game with back spasms after he had already scored his touchdown against the Saints. He left relatively early on. Um, so, how the Chargers changed may give us a clue on how they. Deal with Alan with his extended time off. He has got the week six bye to try and get healthy. But a few players may benefit if he doesn't suit up in week seven.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the big uh, beneficiaries of that injury has to be Mike Williams. He saw his most targets since week one. Um, he did miss week four against the Bucks as well. So there could have been some targets there in that big shootout. But you know, we're looking at what happened this week. Um, and Mike Williams could stand to see more of those targets. Jalen Guyton saw his highest percentage of snap counts this season. He got 92%, which was actually more than Williams. So that was quite a big surprise. So he could be standing to get some good play from Allen's departure. Besides Justin Herbert, the, the offensive player who had the highest snap count was Hunter Henry, and that was his highest snap count percentage so far of the season too. And as we know, as I've already talked about, Hunter Henry has Quite a good, safe floor of targets. He's quite a favoured target of Herbert. He's been getting an average of 4.4 targets a game. So that could stand to rise if Alan is out for a little bit longer past week six.
1: Nice. Um, all right, so we'll move on to Dalvin Cook as well. He had a groin strain. Um, he got his, after catching a pass against the Seahawks, uh, Matheson and Boone took over, as we kind have expected. He had his MRI scan and it quite it went well, but he's not practised this week or Wednesday and Thursday at least. Um, if you were listening to Murph this season, or in the off-season, he'd have been telling you that Cook will not finish the season with 16 games. So if you were like me and took that advice quite nicely, you would have already had Matson on your a few of your teams.
0: Mm, and he's also one of the players that Murph recommended uh, for this week with Cook not being there. Uh, so it's likely he's, he is going to be out for the game. Um, and it's likely that Matson and Boone, Will be the running backs who start the game. Um, CJ Ham has been seeing some usage from the fullback position, but I don't think it's going to impact those first two. It's a fairly straightforward swap for me, you know, uh, Madison for Cook. And it, this is actually a really big benefit for Madison because he doesn't see red zone looks if Cook is on the field. And last season that was the case. This season it has started to be the case. Um, so Madison might actually get some good runs in that 20-yard line now, which would which be nice to see for him and for the fantasy
1: owners. Yeah, fingers crossed. I've got him quite a few places now. So, All right, uh, Chris Godwin, he still has his hamstring injury. He's missed the last two weeks. Uh, there was a notification last night that he'd missed an, oh, he had a limited practice um, yesterday. So still there.
0: Mm, still, still hanging on. And it's been good news for um, some of those other players as well in that Tampa Bay wide receiver group. Uh, Scotty Miller was on a limited practice as well. Justin Watson practiced fully on Wednesday too. I think who is available in this game is going to be key for how Brady does. Like it seems, that Tom Brady needs a combination of two of Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, and Chris Godwin to be good. That uh, he's got the best connections with those three. Um, so depending on who is available for him will depend on what returns Tampa Bay gets against Green Bay this weekend.
1: Yeah, and Evans has still got a question more mark against his name, but I think he's uh, started practicing against him. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that one goes down. Yeah, Especially going against uh, Green Bay, I think there'll be a bit of a shootout if Rodgers is still uh, firing on all cylinders. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. Right, we now have a new segment for your restoration. Uh, I've known Rob quite a while. Uh, however, I've started referring to him as Statman Rob this season. Since having him involved in the five-yard rush, he is rushed headfirst straight into why and how players do and don't perform for us on our fancy teams. The series for the five-yard rush website, Mind the Gap, has come from that. Uh, but for the pod, we wanted it to come up with something slightly different. So we're going to call it the weak points. We're going to look at teams who have given up the most yards and touchdowns and hopefully helping you decide whether you want to have plays from their opponents in your starting lineups. Mm-hmm. So... We'll start with most fantasy points to a quarterback and that is the, or the team for that, is the Atlanta Falcons. They've given up 15 passing touchdowns this season and only taken two interceptions. They have the second most passing yards against them and the quarterbacks have had three rushing touchdowns. So they are struggling on both sides of the ball at the moment. Obviously, they've now got an interim head coach that's taken over, so it'll be interesting to see how he can turn it around. Murph's talk about that on the pod on Monday, actually. Uh, it does need to bring that team together. The offence has been scoring some points, so they need to work out if that D, uh, they need to work that D out and uh, stop giving away those leads. So they get the mm-hmm. basic things done right. Their opponent for week six is the Vikings. So at the moment, we need to watch that game. Stay as closely. One rookie tested positive, and a non-player personnel tested positive the next day as well. So nothing official's come out yet, but. The way that the uh, weekends have been going, the NFL likes to move things to Monday or Tuesday so that they can try and get as much time as possible to get the game on. I guess.
0: Yeah the the moves that they've made so far has caused a lot of um, tumultuous times with players, teams. You know, having to wait to see if the Bills Titans game was on was uh, quite a had quite a big effect on many players teams because they they took some players out expected them not to play and it turns out they did play and did very well and other people um you know kind of hanged on in the hope that they did play and it turns out they have and you know in in some way those those fantasy players actually benefited really well from from holding on so maybe yeah. that will be the case this week as well.
1: Does the NFL not realise that the uh, the fancy game is huge and it kind of means a lot? <laughs> <laughs> we need to sort this out. We want to get our team sorted, especially when all these new bye weeks are coming in and throwing in double quarterback issues for me and mm. well, most so many people I've spoken to have had issues with having new bye weeks, and that means the whole team's just been thrown out.
0: Well, that's why channels like us are here, you know, so we can keep giving that advice. In these hard times. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll move on to the team that has given the most fancy points to running backs, and it is my very own Carolina Panthers. We have given up the most rushing touchdowns so far this season. That is eight. However, five of these did come in the first two games, so that was three for Josh Jacobs with the Raiders and two for the Bucks rushing personnel. However, with that, and the games that have come afterwards, we are still in the bottom 10 for rushing yards conceded. And we're in the bottom three for the receiving yards conceded to the position as well. So that is another factor for when the running game doesn't hold up as much. We're still giving points away to the running backs who are catching the ball. Um, we're also the bottom five for opposing teams giving red zone touches to the running backs as well. And that has been a big thing, was certainly a big thing in week one, when Jacobs just seemed to waltz into the end zone and score. Uh, we seem to have tightened up a little bit, but it's still a big issue to solve. And we have got the Chicago Bears this week. Um, so that's David Montgomery. Corderell Patson has been getting some uh, sizable touch uh, volume in there as well, considering he's a wide receiver. And that could be have it could have been an even bigger issue had Doric Cohen been available as well, because he was a big pass-catching running back. We'll just have to see how it goes. Um, it's going to be a very interesting game to... Hot defences in terms of passing games at the moment are doing very well. Um, we'll have to see how the Bears do against the Panthers. But at the moment, the stats are against the Panthers.
1: I think the other thing that the Panthers have got started to get going is that offence is now starting to tick. So they're not going to be off the field uh, as long as they were at the beginning of the season. Mm, yeah. So that will hopefully help you out. But yeah, the, uh, the running backs seem to like to dance all over you at the moment. They do indeed. All right, so we're going to move on to the wide receivers. The most fancy points to wide receivers is the Seattle Seahawks. They have pulled it back from the uh, matchups pod last week, but they still have 400 yards given up ahead of the team that is in second. Um, They're still amongst the highest in allowing allowing wide receivers to have touches in the red zone too. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks management have looked at getting extra personnel in there. Um, They are on a bye week this week, but it's one to keep in mind for the future going forwards.
0: And that's probably a good little bit of uh, time to get those new defensive personnel up to scratch. And hopefully they will come out firing from uh, week seven onwards. Um, So the team giving up the most fantasy points to the Titans are the Saints. Now, there were quite a few teams competing in the race to the bottom for this position. Uh, The Saints were one of them. The Bills and the Falcons were uh, the other two. But when it comes to looking at the stats again, which is how we decide, uh, New Orleans are currently giving up the most points to the position. So ultimately, they are the ones who are in the hot seat this week. Um, They've got the most targets attempted to Titans in that position against this defence. But they've also got the second highest number of completions, second highest number of yards and the second highest touchdowns as well. So there's plenty of points to be had if the Titans catch the ball. So it just shows that the passes are getting through and the Titans have been allowed to make the moves after the catch. Um, They're also on a bye week this week. But when we think about those other two teams that we talked about, the Bills and the Falcons, the Bills are playing the Chiefs this week. So that is a big game for Travis Kelsey. So, you know, have a think about putting uh, uh, your Buffalo uh, defenders on the bench if you have them.
1: Yeah. Especially after uh, losing to the Raiders last week, they're going to want to be coming out and proving a point that they're not as bad as they looked last Mm, week.
0: Yeah, coming out firing.
1: Yeah. Right, Rush Nation, the next segment is actually uh, coming from trying a few ideas around my slice of pie articles, but it's evolved and we've ended up with this. So the name of the segment is game before name. Rob and I will talk through some stats of a player we really like at the moment without saying who they are. Uh, So I've got a player who I actually wrote about before the season. Um, Even though these stats are not killer, I am loving him right now for some reason. Okay, so he had, uh, this season he's had 22 targets, 10 receptions, 195 yards, which gives him an average of 19.5 yards per catch. Uh, The stats are slightly skewed as 106 of those yards came last week. Um, He gets most of his yards before the catch. So 172 of them to be precise, which gives him an average of 17.2 yards before he catches the ball. So he's got a big playability. So far, he's bagged eight first downs for his team. Uh, However, he has only scored two touchdowns, so it's taken him a while to kind of get get going. Uh, The team he's going to go up against this week has allowed uh, 1,971 yards this season, and 1,328 of those were passing yards, so there's potential for him to have a day.
0: Mm. I'm trying to think of who that, that might be. Um, not a whole amount of targets. Gets the yards before the ball. Someone you've written about as well. So I'm, I'm going through my head about who you've written about this season. <laughs> I'm stumped. Who is it, who is it Um It
1: is Preston Williams, for Miami Dolphins. Right. So I drafted him quite, like I said, I wrote about him before the season started in, I think it was my um, Step Up Sophomore articles. Oh, yeah. Because he had an absolute monster start to his rookie season and then uh, had his injury, which had him out for the rest of the season. And I thought, right, it's his, his mm-hmm. time to shine. And he's, he has started to start to get going. Obviously, he had a bit of a slow start. But, yeah, last, last week he exploded.
0: And that was against the Niners as well. So that was quite a big... Surprise! Did he score that touchdown in that game as well? One of those touchdowns.
1: I don't know. Actually, I didn't look at that.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I think he might have, might have got one of those. But that, you know, great, great advice, a great recommendation, and he's got the Jets this week as well, hasn't
1: he? Yeah. So they've of uh, of their one thousand nine 97- hundred seventy one yards that they've given up um, defensively this season. 1,328 of those were passing yards. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Fitzmagic's also, yeah, a little heads up, Fitzmagic might have a little little player in this week.
0: Good pick. So I, I also have got one as well. And my player is someone who might be an interesting pick for some. I haven't got him in many leagues personally, but he is rostered in 87.6% of ESPN leagues. So a lot of people have got them, so he could be a good pick for them this week. Uh, he saw his biggest target amount last week. He is currently joint second on his team in terms of targets, and the play with the top target share is questionable for this game, so he could see a little bit of a bump for this week's match. He's got his 75% completion ratio, which is the best percentage of anyone over 10 targets on his team. He had his highest snap count last week, so he's out there a lot more and he had his best yards return last week as well and this was against a team who was ranked in the top 10 defending against this position so that boded boded well for him last week this week his opponents have given up six touchdowns to this position and rank in the bottom five in defending against them so those are a few stats there before mentioning the name
1: You see I was thinking about this and had a look at who it could be. And at first I had like someone like Jarvis Landry in my head because I think Raul well, Odell Beckham's obviously is starting to cook and get a lot more. But then, mm. then you realise, you said that um, he played against the bottom five defending team. So that's definitely not the was this week. So it can't be Landry. No, you're going to have to tell me. You to tell me mate.
0: Oh, if you'd have stuck with the answer. You'd have been right. It is actually Jarvis Landry. Oh, is it? It is Jarvis Landry. Um, So, yeah, the Steelers are actually ranked. I should have
1: stuck with my gut.
0: You should have done, yeah. So the Steelers are actually ranked in the bottom five in defending against wide receivers this season, as it stands.
1: That secondary needs to sort themselves
0: out. Mm. Uh, They've obviously got a really good, uh, you know, run defence and uh, pass rush, so... That's it's where the weakness is at the moment. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Jarvis Landry hasn't got any touchdowns this season, but this could be the best game for him to get them, especially if Beckham is out for the game.
1: He has a passing touchdown. That was pretty good. <laughs> he has a
0: passing touchdown. That would have been my next extra fact if I I'd, if I'd have dropped that in. Um, incidentally, I definitely got
1: it with Landry then if that was the
0: case. Yeah, yeah. Incidentally, uh, Landry is valued at $4,900 on DraftKings and Preston Williams is $4,700 on, on DraftKings. I have just had a check. So yeah, yeah. if you're looking to slot them into your DraftKings lineup, that's what their prices are at the
1: moment. We'll have to keep an eye on this and uh, see how well we do next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then, last on the menu today is Statman Rob's Friday fade, a player who the facts tell us that it's not going to do so well this week. Uh, so who are you fading, Rob?
0: So we've just talked about the Browns in, and how they have got a team this week who aren't great against wide receivers, but they are very good against the run, which is why my Friday fade this week is Kareem Hunt. So Pittsburgh defence against the running back are amongst the toughest in the NFL. They've only given up 204 yards over the four games. so That's an average of 51 yards, which is ridiculous. Um, and the Browns, they actually struggled to run the ball against good defences. As we know, they got kept quiet against the Ravens in week one. Uh, they had much better games against the Bengals, the Cowboys and the Washington football team who have got worse ranked defences at the moment. But then they struggled more against the Colts D-line. So the Steelers are another tough team. Likely the rush game will go the same way as the games that they've struggled in so far. And if you were thinking that Hunt could be used as the next receiver, because he does get quite a few looks there as well, the Steelers are also solid there too. Um, The quarterbacks have attempted the fewest passes to the running backs against the Steelers in four games and had the fewest completions. They've also only scored one receiving touchdown. That's running backs have only scored one receiving touchdown against the Pittsburgh defence. So there's quite a few reasons there why Hunt and the rest of that running back group will find it tough against the Steelers this weekend.
1: That makes me happy. As a Steelers fan, I want to make sure that the uh, the Browns don't do one over us. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> actually, though it was a funny stat, um, I think Mayfield has now officially overtaken Big Ben as the winningest quarterback. In the Brown Stadium, so mm. so Big Ben had the the title of the quarterback who has won the most in the Brown Stadium, including all of Brown's um, <laughs> quarterbacks. <laughs> but Mayfield has now just officially taken over. So it'll be interesting if uh, Big Ben can then take it back again this weekend.
0: Well, I think they're actually at.
1: Oh, is the Yeah, so it's season? an away yeah. game
0: for for the Cleveland. So they don't. They're not going to get that record back just not yet. yet. Not yet. Not yet.
1: <laughs> I forgot that we were at uh, we we're at home this week. Nice. Well, there you go, Rush Nation. I hope you've enjoyed our first fast action Friday podcast. Uh, get in touch with us on Twitter and let us know what you thought. You can find me using at NFL uh, Rob, where can I find you? I am at Council Rob. Nice, and obviously you can get in touch with the Five Yard Rush team on Twitter too, and that's at Five Yard Rush. Cheers, Rob. Thanks again, Rush Nation. Uh, until next time, keep rushing.